0: this week we're going to talk about organizing network systems and when it comes to organizing network systems as and as uh, networks grow in size um, and more and more devices are added to the network network administrators rely on two uh, systems to organize all the devices and these are the DNS which is the domain name system and DHCP which is the dynamic host configuration protocol let's take a look at DNS first So um here on our main server we have DNS running and um, let's take a look at it first let's look at the process Oops. okay so we here we can see that um, the DNS process it's running and it's running as the user name and and, and that's done for a reason because we don't want to run, um, the bind which is the, the implementation of DNS for Linux um, it's, it's known to have had um, many vulnerabilities in the past and um, uh, hackers sometimes uh, are able to, um, to hack into the process and, and, and if it's running as root and, and, and there is any vulnerability then they will have root access to the server so ideally you want to run it as a different user and in our case we're running it as name so that if somebody uh, is able to exploit uh, vulnerability then they won't be root and they'll be just a regular user on the system. Now in addition to that, if we see here, it's running with the minus t uh, uh, parameter which tells it to run in a, in a ch-rooted jail. And what that means is that um, normally when we run a process, uh, that process runs at the root level. And again if somebody maliciously can exploit a vulnerability um, not only will they be running as the user but also they will have access to the entire file system well when we put things in in chroot or in a jail environment then um, the that basically limits their access and they will only have access to this root directory here which is uh, which barely contains anything so these are two features that um, that we want to do uh, when we run um, BIND, especially on the um, on external networks that uh, face the internet, because uh, that uh, will decrease the chances of uh, a malicious hacker uh, doing anything to your system if they compromise uh, BIND. Um, so that's the process. Now let's take a look and see what ports it it, it listens in. That's that. Okay, so here we can see that it's listening on this IP address and then port 53. So um, that's the port that Vine uses, port 53. So now let's take a look at the configuration. To configure DNS on a Linux host, you basically um, have to edit the etcname.com file. So let's take a look at that file. Okay. Um So here um, you have some uh, an options part, which is just really basic and, and, and you tell it where uh, the directory where you're going to keep all your uh, um, your zone files, and then uh, here I'm telling it to listen only on these two IP addresses because this machine has multiple IP addresses. Um, now there is this concept of keys when it comes to bind and uh, you can use keys for several things but um, uh, one of the main things that you want to do is if you have a a zone files and you have a primary and a secondary DNS server your primary DNS server is where you will update all the zone files and add hosts and and that type of thing and then your your secondary DNS server you want to give access to those zone files so they're transferred automatically to that server so you just update your primary, and then your secondary will receive all the zone files. But um, again, you you just want to uh, do that for your secondary service, and not everybody else. Otherwise, anybody can basically get a dump of all your hosts and, and and use that maliciously. So you could do that by by specifying here on the zone file. We go down here. See, so here are the different zones. Okay. And let's take a look. This is the, the main zone file that we have for our, um, for our network, and I've created a domain called CSC570e.edu. It's just an internal domain, and, and this DNS server is the master server for that domain. And all the information for that domain is located under CSC570e.edu that zone, which is inside that bar uh, name directory that I specified at, at the top. Now here I'm saying that I only want to allow transfer of zone files of this zone file to uh, hosts that have the key and the key is uh, DNS transfers which I specify at the top so any any host that has that key I will allow transfers I could have used IP here and put allow transfer and put the IP of my uh, secondary DNS servers and I could have done it that way but then um then I would have to put every secondary DNS server that I want. Uh, if you use a key, then you just share the keys with your secondary uh, DNS servers and that's done uh, that way too. Now if you see here, allow update, um, updates is nice because uh, what what this allows is that dynamic, uh, every time the HCP, which is so the other service that we'll be studying this week, every time a new host is added to the HCP. With allow update, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing the DHCP process to basically update my zone file and add the host that was added to the network and, and the IP that the that DHCP gave to that host. So every time a new host is added to the network, my DHCP service is allowed to update my zone files and add that host to the zone files. That way I always have a copy in DNS of the uh, new host that was added to the network. Uh, so this is basically a typical configuration for a primary DNS server, a typical zone configuration. Uh, most of the other stuff is very basic, but uh, these, these two zones are important. This is the, the, the zone file for the domain cse57e.edu and then this one here is the one for reverse lookup. So uh, let's say that... Um, so DNS allows you to convert uh, a, a host name and, and find basically what its IP address is. Well, the reverse lookup uh, zone allows you to, uh, if you know the IP address, it will uh, allow you to find the host name. So it's the reverse, the reverse lookup. Um, one thing that uh, it's kind of important here is that, um, again, both of these zones are master zones. So this is my primary DNS server. And and that you specify the name of the zone file where you'll put the host. And then, um, Make sure that you always add um, the allowed transfer and, and specify only the host that you want. And you could always put none if you only have one DNS server. So um, now let's take a look. So this is the primary setup. Let's take a look at a secondary DNS setup. Um, let's see. OK, so here this server is configured as a secondary DNS server. So let's go vietcname.conf and in here we can see that uh, we also have son files but this time um, the type of son file is a slave In the other one it was a master and that's because this is the, the secondary DNS server and uh, it reads basically the information from the primary so the information from the primary gets transferred to this secondary DNS server so two things that we have is that the type is slave and it specifies who the master is and who is it going to get it from so um, here this is the IP of my primary DNS server okay and in here somewhere in here you will see also that I have the key I have the key called DNS transfers which is the same one that I have on the primary and I also have an entry that says server Um, And it shows the server that is going to be the primary and the key that it will use. Which is the same key here. Here I just have the key name. So a key is basically like a username and a password. With the username being the name of the key and the password being the the secret. And these keys use different algorithms and you have to specify what the algorithm is as well. So um, so in here um, I have... Uh, two zones, my local host zones, which are masters, and my two zones, which uh, are slaves, which get the information from the se- from the primary DNS server, which are these two. Um, for your assignment this week, you can look. You can log into the uh, CSC five seventy euisedu server and look at the name.conf to basically get an idea of how to uh, uh, how to put together the the information you need to configure. Um, your bind instance. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to exit from here and I'm going to show you um, basically how to uh, update records. So this server here is my uh, secondary DNS server. So it's going to get all of its information from the primary. So um, when you install your uh, Linux installation the first couple of weeks, Names should already be installed, so all you have to do for the assignment is basically edit the name.conf and um, and then uh, basically start DNS and, and, and create those zone files, um, one for the cse570e.edu zone and then one for the reverse lookup. And since you're going to do a um, since you're going to do a secondary DNS server, you make sure that you make them slaves and you specify who the primary is and that you specify the key as well. And then uh, one important thing is, since we're running in chroot environment, we want to go to var, named, and inside var name, you will see that there's a chroot directory, okay? So normally, if you weren't running it as uh, chroot, then you would put your zone files right here on var name. But since we're running in chroot, we want to go into chroot, and then var, and then name, and this is where the files actually exist. So the directory starts here, inside the chroot directory. So var named inside there. This is where the files are. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to remove the csc570zone file and I'm going to remove the 118 files just to show you how they get copied from the primary uh, DNS server. So you already saw that this server is configured as a slave and I remove the files and let's see so the the other important thing that you need to know when you configure a secondary DNS server is since we're running uh, DNS as the username and the group name that you want to make sure that this directory here on bar name chroot bar name has write access for the name group at least because it's owned by root and by default only root has write access but since DNS is running as the name user and group you want to make sure here root has read and write access and the group name has read and write access so make sure that you give 775 permissions chmod 775 to uh, name because uh, otherwise uh, you'll, you'll look at the uh, bar log messages and you'll see that permission is denied because name doesn't have write access so um, that's very important because like I said by default only root will have write access and it's not running as root so um, so basically what I'm going to do next is just st- restart DNS and we'll we'll look at the log files and see if it uh, copies the files from the primary so etc init.d name Restart. It's gonna stop it. It's gonna start it. Then we're gonna do tail minus 100 bar bar log messages, and then here we see that uh, transfer of 70 from this one and the transfer and there were no errors. And transfer of 118 and the transfer and no errors. Everything succeeded. So now let's see if it, the files are actually there, and there they are. One and two. ls lrt to look at the timestamp, and they were copied at 8.14, so that's right now. So um, looks like um, our configuration is correct, and name can write, see it was written as name name, so make sure again that uh, name can write to that uh, directory. So as you can see, it copied the files. So Now to, to query the NS and test it, you could use uh, a few utilities. One that is found in both Linux and Windows machines is the NSLOOKUP utility. And you could just run NSLOOKUP um, NS.CSC570E.edu. And basically, um, this returns the IP of that host. And you could also do reverse lookup, so NSLOOKUP put the IP this time and it tells you what the host is Um, another utility that you can use is the dig utility and let's look at dig dig is a little more more complicated to run but I'm gonna run it for you Um, again remember I told you that uh, you wanna uh, (coughs) only give access to download the uh, all the zone files to certain hosts, right? So this command here basically runs the dig command and it queries the primary DNS server and what I'm asking here is for a complete dump of the zone file for the domain csc570e.edu. So let's see what happens. See this failed because like I said I'm only allowing that to users that have the key and in this case I didn't specify the key so I didn't get that and that's good because you don't want everybody to be able to get the entire dump of your zone files because then they could use that maliciously uh, they can still query it and, 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 and figure out what uh, host you have there but they would have to know at least the IP or, or one of the hosts there it won't give them a, a complete dump so now I'm going to run the same command but this time I'm going to specify the key Oops. So I'm going to run this. So in this case, I'm running the DIG command. I'm querying 192 my primary DNS server. But I'm, I'm telling the name of the um, key and the secret for the key, which is basically the username and password. And I want the dump of that entire zone. So let's see what happens. This time I got all the hosts available in the zone, and that's because I was able to pass the um, the key. Okay, so that's basically uh, DNS. Um, now let's take a look at the HCP and configuring the HCP. So we'll go back to our uh, server. And DHCP basically uses the dhcp.com file, so let's take a look at that file. First, let's DHCP is running on this machine, and, and DHCP listens on port 67 and 68 UDP. So let's take a look at that. Uh, Netstat minus na pipe grab DHCP. that minus na pipe grab 67. can't find it, so let's see what we find here. Here it is, UDP67. That would be your DHCP process. And now let's do a PS, ps minus l 5 Grab DHCP. And here we can see that the DHCP is running and listening on this um, interface. In this case, the HCP is running as root, but since it's running on my uh, only on my uh, internal zone, it's okay. Internal interface, it's okay. So that's the HCP. Um, you are going to have to install the HCP because that RPM does not did not get installed during your installation. So you're going to have to uh, go out there and, and, and do an RPM minus IVH and install the RPM for the HCP. And once you do that, you'll have uh, Um, Again, in this case, I have my key, which is what I need to basically write to the DNS zone files uh, to be able to update DNS when new hosts are added to DHCP to automatically uh, add them to um, DNS. So that's that. And then here, um, I have my default lease time. Basically DHCP is used to give um, IP information to hosts on the network automatically. So normally you would have to create, a um, for each host on your network, you would statically have to specify an IP address, a default gateway, a DNS server name and all that information. But what DHCP does is you just tell it to uh, dynamically go out and, and broadcast and find a DHCP server and then your host will go out and find a DHCP server and the DHCP server would give them all this information. So when this information is given to a host uh, this is given for a period of time and it's called a lease and in this case my default lease time is 12 hours and then the maximum lease time is uh, one day so after one day uh, the host will go out there and basically try to get the uh, renew the lease and then what you have to do is for every uh, network interface that you have you basically have to specify a subnet under your DHCP.com file so here I have a DHCP um, subnet for my 10103 which is my uh, publicly facing the uh, interface and basically for this one I'm just saying that I'm not authoritative so I'm not giving IPs because the campus network basically is the, uh, the has a DHCP for that zone. You don't want to run you can run multiple DHCP servers but you have to be careful to make sure that they're in sync so they both uh, have Im- updated information. Um, so, So here here I have the subnet for my internal interface which is the one where all your virtual machines exist and here are the options that I'm running okay so I tell it what the subnet is what the net mask is and then the range so I'm giving IPs from here to here okay and then uh, the broadcast address for that network is this the DNS servers for that that I wanna give to the host I put four of them but you could put just one if you want to then the domain name for that is csc57e.edu. The default gateway is 192.168.118.2. Uh, the NetBIOS name, which is like the WINS name, if it's a Windows host, is this. Um, the, you can pass other things such as the NTP server uh, for uh, time, uh, to, for systems to get their uh, time, and that's this and then the NetBIOS also for Windows host is this. So that's basically it as far as the configuration goes. Then um, all you have to do is just uh, do a service DHCP, uh start and that will start the DHCP server. But in this case, I don't want you to start your DHCP servers. I just want you to uh, basically configure this file and make it ready, but don't start it because we don't want to have multiple DHCP servers on the network. Um,